0: What's up, my friends? Matt Prince here. This is the Matt Prince podcast brought to you by strengthcoachsecrets.com and Royal Fitness. Today's topic is this, strength and BJJ. All right. So I actually thought I shot a podcast on this already, and I realized that I haven't. Of um, I, I have actually, but I never posted them. So this is going to be the, the new and updated um, BJJ podcast 15 minute episode just a short sharp one to give so you give you some big key takeaways And what I'll do is I'll break it down in a probably a probably about an hour long episode at some other point and um and dive right in but what I wanted to do today is share with you guys I had a question from one of the boys at JITS basically asking how I tie in strength training and BJJ together and it was a long-winded answer that um he sort of got nowhere the way I gave it to him because we was starting to get warmed up and stuff and then I had some thoughts about it that that may help so I thought I'd shoot this for you guys and then send it to him so it helps him out too and uh you know everyone gets stronger and more dangerous that's the plan of attack all right so let's get into it so one of the things that you want to look at with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or any contact sport for that matter is if you know if you look at strength training as a too high in injury risk, you know, you're fucking crazy for starters, right? Like, yeah, you can hurt yourself lifting extreme weights, but you're also in the the context of jiu-jitsu or any contact sport, you are literally trying to hurt each other, right? Like, you sort of – it defeats the purpose worrying about the weights um, when somebody's trying to rip your fucking shoulder apart or choke your your, your neck or, like, pull on your head so you crank your neck up. Like, it's all – You're going to get sore, right? And you're much better off to protect your body and build your shield through strength training than to worry about the risk of the other side because, like, the weight room is very controlled, especially in the way, like, you know, we train with the guys and girls at Royal. Like, yeah, there's people that will tweak stuff, but it's usually caused from, you know, an imbalance from something else that's going on um, and it's one of those unavoidable things you know most of the time so a lot of the time we're just trying to get people stronger in the, in the postural muscles and make sure that everything's moving right and, and progress them with their with their strength goals so when we start to tie strength and jujitsu together know that the jujitsu side is way more risky than the strength side right that being said Like I said, where people will tweak stuff from things that they do in a day to day, it's not uncommon for a martial artist or a jiu jitsu athlete to tweak things or have imbalances from or caused by the jujitsu that show up in the weightlifting. Right. So this is something to know being aware of your body, having good coaches around you, you know, seeing things, seeing patterns, listening to, hey, my hips hurts, you know, me, me well, my back's a bit tight, my upper traps, my neck's tight. Like there's gonna be an answer to to sort of fix those things. So a few things that right off the bat that I've experienced myself or through people that I've trained, when people first start in jujitsu, it's a shit show, right? People are so tense, like white belts generally get really tensed up. Uh, they they really squeeze down, they really lock down, especially if they're strong, they can produce a bit of force with that that tension. So um, that will lead to fatigue. Like you might feel like you've done a weight workout uh, through your hands, forearms, elbows, even your shoulders and stuff. Like you get really, really sore there. Um, And it's purely because you're too tense. So like one thing to always understand is like jujitsu is a technical sport, right? It is a skill-based sport. Um, If you... Learn the skill and then apply strength and power to it, you can be a real, real fucking dangerous person, right? But if you rely on your strength and and power, like there's so there's guys that I've trained with that are way stronger than me, heavier than me, and it's not really a problem because I just know where to move their weight, like it's it becomes an easy thing. So you have to, you have to really, you can't, if you want to get really good at jujitsu, like getting stronger is great, but it's not really going to get you better at Jiu-Jitsu. You need to be doing both. Um, and I find like, especially like at the higher level, so you got, you know, guys say in their, you know, purple, brown, black, like basically if they're, that, if they're, they're skilled by like that and they know know what to do and then they start applying athleticism and strength and power and speed to them, like they're, they're pretty fucking, it's a pretty dangerous recipe, right? Like it's sort of what you want to get to. So understand that, your tension will fatigue you out, and, and and it's you can't really avoid it. Like it's part of the learning curve, so it's not something that um, it's not something that you can really train for or plan for. It's just getting more sessions in, and and you will start to loosen up, and you will become more comfortable, you become more technical, um, and you try and switch that strength off, you try and not use that, um, and, unless there's a point where it's needed, right? Like you know, if there's a time where you can explode and it does lead you to an advent- advantageous spot, brilliant, right? But um a lot of the time you you try and use that strength to bench press somebody off you or something, it doesn't doesn't really help. So that's that's one piece to it. Now, so with that said, all of these um all of these these sessions of jits, they will have fatigue. It's not it's not like going and doing conditioning. It's not even like hitting boxing pads, like it's different because it's sort of like a strength based conditioning like your cardio will go up but it's sort of like a full body slog really like everything's used everything's working everything's twisting everything's getting put in different positions there's not a lot of control in terms of like um, you can't sort of just isolate your legs and like as you can go for a run to get your heart rate up you can't really do that so it's a full body thing so you have to understand that so what i look at in terms of strength training around it First first and foremost, you always have to be smart. This doesn't even just apply to jujitsu and stuff, but you always have to be smart in any program on building up your weaknesses. Okay. For a lot of people um, that I've seen train in jits, uh, the, the common injuries will be hip flexors, they'll be shoulders, they might be backs, um, elbows, fingers, hands, that sort of stuff. Knees can be. So I always look at the things that stabilize those areas okay so in terms of back and in terms of hips you're thinking glutes in terms of knees you're thinking hamstrings in, in calves like that sort of you know that hamstring calf complex in terms of um in terms of lower back you're thinking core and you're thinking not only core but you're thinking glutes so like they have to sort of work in together right for the shoulders you need your upper back you need all your rotator cuffs all in check for your elbows you need to make sure you're getting a lot of soft tissue work done like a lot of um high rep Sort of stuff. So you're not only building your muscle, but if you're like skull crushering fucking sixty kilos as an accessory for your bench press, right? That's going to wear your elbows out more so than doing, um, say, your heavy reps, and then going into like a hot, high volume of band stuff to build up, you know, tendon strength and and, and sort of really work um, that blood flow through the through the motion, right? Um, now. With that said, so you're building your weaknesses. Now, how do you start to, to tie it all together, right? I said I keep this podcast short, and I, I can talk about this for a very long time, but I will keep it short. So let's say you start with two JIT sessions a week. Let's say it's a Monday and a Wednesday, okay? So what I'd sort of recommend is to, on Tuesday, I would do upper body. This is personally how I still train to this day. I'll do upper body on the Tuesday, so I'm bench pressing, Um that's, that's usually my chosen lift for upper body days. I'm doing bench, I'm doing, you know, heavy back, heavy triceps, like heavy accessories, um, just bench Like it's a bench day, basically bench and upper body day. Okay. So that's on the Tuesday. And the reason I do it on the Tuesday is on Monday, I feel fresh I'm doing, so I do jits, right. I feel fresh, feels good. Um, Tuesday I hit the the upper body. That doesn't fatigue me too bad. Like, yeah, I get doms and, you know, I'm a little weaker on the, on the Wednesday, but, I'm not fucking smoked, right? On the Thursday, I'll hit heavy lower body. And, um, it doesn't really matter to me if I hit it Thursday or Friday, depending on how, how hard Jitsu was and how sore I feel, or if I've got a tight hip flexor or sore, sore back or whatever. Like, um, I'll, I'll hit them after the jitsu days are done. Because if I do the lower body day on the Tuesday, I just find my hips and stuff are a lot more likely to get sore and injured on the, on that following day, on that Wednesday. So, um, Yeah, so that's how I structure that. So say Thursday, like tomorrow, let's say it's Wednesday for me, tomorrow I'll hit my lower body stuff. It'll be heavy. It'll be, you know, squats and deads and, um, you know, some strongman conditioning work. I've got farmer's carries in there. There'll be some jumps and plyo work in there. Uh, And then, yeah, from there, like Friday, I'll often – probably like every two to three weeks, I'll get a third day in. Um, At the moment, it's hard with my kids and stuff like that. Like I try – try to be mindful of that and keep it to two strength uh, three strength and two jits for my week but that's purely because of the um having a newborn really than anything else so i'll, uh, I'll on on this friday for example i'll get some rolling in um and it will be a just a, a solid rolling session probably about an hour hour and a half um and i'll be fucking smoked from it right and then on the saturday morning i'll hit a second upper body day which is more of a bodybuilding day so it's again more of like a um a week point day. So I'll be hitting, I've been hitting landmine presses. Um, I've been hitting uh, dumbbell, like incline dumbbell presses. I've been doing a lot of back stuff, like a lot of back stuff, um, high volume for, for lats and for, for rhomboids and traps and stuff like that. So that's how my week is structured and that's how I structure a lot of my athletes who I train um that do jits I, I sort of recommend two to three days of strength and then two to three days of jits um and it, I sort of allow them to auto regulate their training so like some some of the times like especially the, the newer guys that are getting those rotator cuffs tweaks and strains and neck cranks and all that sort of stuff I'll really focus on trying to build up their stability so things like bamboo bar bench press things like a lot of upper back work a lot of trap work um for those who listen they do neck work as well and neck work's a brilliant thing to to throw into jiu-jitsu it just saves you a lot of pain down the track so neck harness stuff um whether it's cable or just free weight or whatever that's all really really good stuff in terms of like looking after the elbows and the forearms and stuff there's there's not really apart from managing your volume and the strength side there's not really a lot you can do, soft tissue massage to, to try and like break up that tendonitis sort of pain. Um, that's something that I do recommend. Um, and on, on another note to that, like what I found or what I find is my elbows really flare up when I do low bar back squats, right? So I'm always, I've just started squatting with a bar on my back. Usually I'll do safety bar or candid bar squats um, or belt squats or whatever whatever I'm hitting, but usually it's a safety bar squat of some sort. So it takes pressure off my elbows and just gives me another another layer of like being able to train my legs without fucking up something that I'm using on that next day with in, in jujitsu, okay? So you can get smart and creative around that. You know, you might use straps for your deadlifts to save your grip a little bit when it's all smoked out. You might avoid doing like high rep snatches and swings and stuff with the kettlebells. Like you might sort of um, just really be mindful that your hands and forearms are getting worked out pretty much every day of the week. So you can sort of uh, auto-regulate around that. You know, use use things like I use mag grips when I'm doing lat pull downs or rows. Like they just feel better on my hands, less impact on the joints. Um, it just just works a little bit. Uh, but yeah, there, there's some tips to go. And in terms of like how strength will sort of progress, it's not as linear when you got multiple sports going on. So if I have somebody who's just training with me for strength, like I can pretty much know when you know they're training four days a week consistent two upper two lower um and that's one other piece i don't recommend doing two upper two lower with jujitsu i recommend doing your two or three jujitsu and then um upper lower upper i find that works better for a lot of people because they uh they don't have all of the, the the hips just don't get smashed up as much right you can definitely do it but that second lower body day i'd sort of recommend it being like strongman based you know carrying stuff Zercher carries um, farmers carries ball to shoulder kettlebell work, you know, that sort of stuff, just so the the, the, the hips aren't getting smacked up um, as deep, like in deep squats or like doing high-volume high box squats. I, I, I did, all through my white belts. I did do like a west side barbell, uh, upper-lower, two to four days a week type setup. But uh, if I had my time again, I'll, I probably wouldn't. I'd probably um, go upper-lower-upper upper and just consistently keep hitting that and, and know that my strength isn't my focus when I'm starting a new sport it's to learn that skill and then once you start to adapt you can start to add it add it back in from there so hope that makes some sense now when you look at it from a point of view of um yeah the the multi-level sport like understand that it's not linear so what I always look at with my own training is if like if it's a max effort Dave I'm going to hit a one rep max right or three rep max five rep max Sometimes it's better to, to back the volume down and work on like a compensatory acceleration training type m- model where it might be like 80 or 90% and you're really focusing on driving through the weight, like really exploding through it. You'll get a lot of reward for that, especially on the lower body side. But let's say if, you, if you're grinding out a squat and you have to do jits the next day or you're grinding out of dead, you're going to do jits the next day. You're going to have that neural fatigue. That central nervous system will be fucking fried. But if, you're, if, you're, if you drop the percentage down by like 10%, in, you still put all that effort in. You might even use accommodating resistance bands and chains and things like that. You'll find that you, you get that speed and that contractile force that you want, and you'll still get quality um, quality reps in. You get quality work in, and it, you'll always be progressing forwards. But you won't sort of you, you sort of only probably be like you know four to six weeks away from peaking and hitting a heavy one, right? Is because you're training. You're still training heavy, but it's it's. The, your focus is moving really quick, and um, and making it work. So, anyway, that's that's something to consider. So, compensatory acceleration training, work and empower methods can be really, really beneficial in terms of um, in terms of saving yourself. From a nervous system standpoint, but also to just like a lot of people should train like that more so than just maxing out all the time because you, you'll progress better. Right? Like that's what I found with the classes and stuff. We've been spending more time in between eighty and ninety percent, less time in ninety to one hundred percent, and when they go back to ninety to one hundred percent, they're all hitting PBs every time. Right? It's just working. So that's some things to consider from a conditioning standpoint. Um, I personally. Don't do a lot of conditioning outside of my jujitsu and outside of how I train with my weights. Like I don't take huge rests with the weights. There'll be sets that's like you know a blend between say strongman conditioning events and um, and it gets your heart rate up and all, all that sort of stuff. So you, you sort of just play play that by ear. Like you don't you don't need to try and uh, force an extra conditioning day if you don't feel you need it. But on the flip side, like if you feel like, you know, adding sled finishes in on your lower body day, that might be a good thing for you, right? Adding like some ski erg on the, on the upper body day, that might be a good thing for you. You know, you might find that like, just these simple little tweaks or these simple little like five, six minute finishes, that might just build up enough cardio conditioning for you to, uh, to, to, to improve your conditioning on the mat but not really take too much away from your strength by adding a full extra day. Um, yeah. So hope that makes some sense, guys. If you have any questions, feel free to hit me up. I, uh, I think I've covered a fair bit. I haven't gone into stretching and stuff like that. Um, I, I It's not something that I, I'm huge on uh, myself in, in stretching. Like I stretch enough. Um, I don't, you know spend 80 minutes a day stretching and doing foam rolling all that sort of stuff i find just do what you need um and get regular you know massage and osteo treatments especially in the first stages of jujitsu, because you will have those overuse injuries you'll have those neck cranks you'll have those hip flexor strains um they're all going to happen i guarantee it at some point it's nature of the sport but uh yeah if you train like that and sort of structure your loading accordingly i hope uh i hope you have a great and successful journey in the sport of jujitsu, which is a brilliant sport, and also too, you can enjoy the brilliant piece of you know life, which is strength training. Because so I think that is better than anything else that's out there, right? Like, and I said to John, my my PJJ coach today, like, strength training is always always number one for me. Jiu jitsu is my sport, but strength training is like something that I just never have dropped. Like, I love it. I'll never drop it, even when, you know, something you can do by yourself, something you can do to, to transform your body, to transform your mind, and really build yourself up. Um, so, yeah, strength training always takes precedence to me, but I, I just adjust accordingly so my sports can fit into that context as well. So I hope that helps guys. If you have any questions, feel free to hit me up. If you're interested in anything that we're doing with online coaching, with training at Royal, with doing any of the business stuff that I'm doing, helping trainers get better, um, hit me up and I'll do my best to help you out. But guys, have a great one. Talk to you soon. Bye.